Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. you couldn't tell football is finally back it is week one you gotta set your fantasy football lineups your daily lineups and your betting lineups and i will help you do that with five sneaky starts five players to maybe bench in one player spotlight this will be a relatively quick episode i will explain why at the end if you're interested in the future of the podcast stay to the end but if you're here for some good bets some good players to start, some good players to sit. Stay tuned, all right here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Bleef Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm Zach Cohen, newly of the 33rd team. That's right, got a new job. Kind of foreshadowing why uh, the schedule this week has been a little funky, but I digress. Didn't have a lot of time to really get as much notes as I wanted to in this, but this is going to be going based off my TikTok live last night. Again, you can follow me at Zach Cohen FB everywhere on social media. And if you already do, you would know how I feel about these players. Keep in mind, we're really balancing for week one, what we know and what we don't know. There is a lot of players with good upside, a lot of rookies out there who maybe season long have a really good outlook, but right now... I don't know. You probably shouldn't take the risk. You don't know what their roles are going to be, and we'll get to those specific names in a minute. But for now, Jameis Winston playing against the Falcons. I really like the upside here. We know he's more of a volatile passer. All signs in the offseason suggest he's only gotten better. Maybe this eye surgery really helps. Getting Michael Thomas back, potentially. Chris Olave is a stud. Jarvis Landry's there. Alvin Kamara is still there. I like the upside Winston has. Don't really think the Falcons' defense transformed much, even at all, in the offseason. So, Winston, high upside. I would start him. I would have started him over Matthew Stafford, but uh, clearly that ship has sailed because, you know, Matthew Stafford stunk it up on Thursday Night Football. But I could just be saying that. You don't know. Either way. Jameis Winston, not a bad start, especially in daily fantasy and just saying, hey, maybe I'll take his overs. On whatever app you use. Hopefully it's prize picks. And if you don't use prize picks, use my code ZCOHEN to deposit. They will match your deposits. Sign up using ZCOHEN. That's my code. Next up, as you can tell, a little more energy, a little bit quicker pace on today's show. We're normally not always like this. Uh, but I like Christian Kirk of Jacksonville. Yes. The Christian Kirk that suddenly became one of the highest paid receivers in football for a brief moment in time. Setting up a domino effect that landed Devontae Adams in Vegas and Tyreek Hill in Miami and A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. Anyway, Christian Kirk could very well be the Jaguars wide receiver one. Is the Jaguars wide receiver one a golden standard of fantasy? Not really, but one, he's not, like, not talented, you know? He's still a talented receiver. Not worth the money? Yes. Bad? No. Definitely not. And with how this new Jacksonville offense could look, this could be a significant role for him, especially when you look at who he's competing with. Marvin Jones? Like, no, they traded LaVisca Chenault. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Kirk and ETN who lead the charge in targets from Trevor Lawrence. 
There is a high chance that Jacksonville plays better than last year. I would say an almost certain chance. And if that happens, expect positive results in the passing game. Expect positive results from Trevor Lawrence. And therefore, someone's got to be catching those passes. I would say Christian Kirk. Another sneaky start, and we're going through one at each position, really, is David Njoku. Look, Njoku in the preseason played over 80% of snaps. That's something he's never done in his career. And that typically lines up with good tight ends. You see your Travis Kelsey's, your Mark Andrews's, or whatever. <laughs> your Zach Ertz's, even. Playing at least 80 percent of the snaps. Njoku was always kind of billed as this bigger bodied receiver and doesn't really need to be on the field in run looks. All of a sudden he seems to be the top guy in Cleveland. Even better. He could easily be the wide receiver too there. And let's not forget that tight ends, especially in this Cleveland offense that should be run heavy, typically line up inside. And when you have a bad quarterback in a run heavy offense and they do a lot of play actions, those quarterbacks tend to look pretty short, and Njoku should be that guy. That's the slot receiver rule, right? That's why slot receivers, you know, your Hunter Renfros, your Antonio Brownses, your Deontay Johnsons, who typically get a lot of looks because they're just closer to their quarterback. Like, it, it sounds stupid, but it's just that simple. So, I like Njoku with just how, I don't want to say bad the tight end position is but it's pretty thin so you can make a case for starting Joku I'd take him over like Irv Smith Mike Kosicki even Cole Komet this week these next two are just for streaming purposes only if you overdrafted Justin Tucker or Bill's defense these are not for you Jake Elliott of the Eagles they're playing the Lions yes this Lions defense should be a bit better I also think this Eagles offense should be a bit better does I mean they will be? No. Let's take a look at the worst case scenario here. The Eagles offense stalls, go real run heavy, they're not scoring a lot of points. Possible. Suddenly Aiden Hutchinson and the return of Jeffrey Okuda transform this defense. Ah, not really. Like, how likely is that, you know? And just banking on that and seeing the chances that this Philadelphia offense scores a lot of points or at least gets into the red zone, it's pretty high. Also, kicker's best friend, a dome. The Eagles play in a dome. Elliott, a top streaming kicker this week. If you stream your defenses, look no further than Miami Gardens and the Miami Dolphins. I am of the, the, the mind that the Patriots offense is not going to be that good. Preseason, didn't look good. Reports in training camp, that they didn't look good. I've always been a little cooler on Mac Jones. And look, the Dolphins defense, still last season, was very good. And they get Xavier Howard right, who is just a ball hawk in general, and I really regret not having pulled up stats for this, so I get it if you think I'm just spewing unbiasedly because I happen to be a Miami Dolphins fan. Here's the thing. Even if the Patriots come out swinging and the Patriots suddenly have a top 10 passing offense, how likely is that? How likely is it that they switch from a very run-heavy approach to a very pass-heavy approach? You don't know. And even then... It's still a very talented Dolphins defense. Jerome Baker, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba. I like the Dolphins, and I think they're a solid streaming option for defense and special teams. Speaking of Mac Jones, one of the props I have this week is that Mac Jones will throw an interception. Interception props are the easiest props to hit because more often than not, they happen. And almost every bad quarterback has at least a half interception line. 
I'm taking Mac Jones' over on that this week. And if you want to hit that line, I'm begging you, please, please, use my promo code ZCOHEN on PrizePix to sign up. Deposit, they will match your deposit. You put in $100, bang, you're getting 100 free buckaroonies right back. It's, it's really that simple. There's no catch. And this week, guess what? They have a special prop for Thomas Edward Brady. If Tom Brady throws for more than half a yard, checkmate. That's your prop. That's it. Get in on this action right now. I got Mac Jones over one interception. Brady over one pass yard. Uh, Daniel Jones over one interception. I had Josh Allen over two and a half total touchdowns. I had that. That hit. Let's go. And I got my boy Anthony Richardson doing the same thing as Josh Allen over two and a half touchdowns total. Prize picks. Z Cohen. Sign up. Deposit. Win some money. So I mentioned at the top of the show that I did a TikTok live immediately after TNF and the running back that everyone kept bringing up was Rashad Penny. Look, I get it. You might want to ride the hot hands. Penny was a stud to end last season. In four of his last six games, he hit 100 rushing yards. Six weeks of being good, though, against three teams who weren't in the playoffs, that doesn't really sell me. Yet, I still find myself telling people, hey, you should consider starting Penny. And here's why. We know he should be getting at least 12, 13, 14, 15 carries. Because that's just how Seattle's offense operates. Now, if Travis Homer or DJ Dallas could come in and start catching passes, then we might have a little bit of an issue. But already, we're not expecting Penny to catch passes. His fantasy value is purely of the Nick Chubb variety, where it's mostly just carries. And I don't think you're getting a lot of running backs with that type of workload. Is it the best matchup? No. Denver's defense is no walk in the park. But I think Penny is firmly, for me, like a sure kind of flex play. It really depends what other options you have. So I'm not prepared to say that you should start Penny or you should sit Penny. It's a case-by-case basis. I think if you have another player who you think could get at least five or six targets or ten plus carries... I'd roll with them unless the matchup is far worse than the Denver defense. Here's another thing. Keep talking about TNF. I was prepared to talk about Cam Akers. If you know me and you listened to the show and you follow me on Twitter and you follow me on TikTok or one of them, you know I have been notoriously low on Cam Akers this offseason. Why people were drafting Daryl Henderson nine rounds later when he could do the exact same thing Akers does was beyond me. I have it in writing. I have it in recording. I'm not just saying that. I promise. I really promise. With that said, that's my victory lap for week one. I'm not ready to victory lap Allen Robinson because I started him in two of my leagues. Rip to me. Here's a couple other players who you probably shouldn't start, though. We'll talk about Brees Hall and Traylon Burks. I like their talent a lot. I like Burks' talent more than Hall's talent. Again, I was not huge on Hall coming out of college, but I was pretty big on Burks going into Tennessee. Here's the thing. Is Brees Hall going to be this workhorse back? I doubt it. And yes, there's a chance he is, but there's still a bigger chance that Michael Carter gets valuable carries. I'm not expecting Carter to be the whole backfield for New York, but there is a chance that happens. Just because, one, that's been the reports out of New York training camp and the offseason. And two, the Jets have even come out and said, like, hey, we view Carter as the 1A. We view Carter as the offense. Literally, like 10 minutes ago, before I recorded this, I saw on Twitter, someone, some beat reporter, and I know this isn't that credible sounding, but just 
believe me, hear me out, saying that the Jets view Michael Carter as their offense, which, again, sounds a little ridiculous to me, especially with, like, Joe Flacco, you know, kind of being there. I'm just kidding. Look, the Jets could probably be running the ball a lot unless they start losing to the Ravens. In that case, maybe Hall does have some value, but I think you should sit and wait and see exactly what his role is. That doesn't mean you should panic and get rid of him, or that doesn't mean you should say, well, I think he's going to be a stud if he balls out. Just wait and see. Same thing with Traylon Burks. All these reports that he's going to be the wide receiver three behind Nick Westbrook Akina and Kyle Phillips, the rookie at UCLA, being the slot receiver over Burks? Look, I get it. Burks had an adjustment. Arkansas used him as a Swiss Army knife. Now Burks is tasked with replacing A.J. Brown. I get it. One of the reasons why I liked Robert Woods a little bit more than consensus coming into draft season. Burks' role is unknown. Could it be a Jamar Chase-style smokestream where, hey, he sucked, but nope, nope, look at that. He's actually pretty good for week one. Possibly, but we don't know. Embrace the uncertainty and keep him on the bench, baby. It's too risky. It's too risky. It's also too risky starting any Eagles running back, especially Miles Sanders. I got a lot of questions about Sanders. And look, again, I talked about the Detroit defense a little bit. The Eagles rushing attack should and almost certainly will be headlined by Jalen Hurts. Typically, and I've talked about this on previous episodes before with even more in-depth stats. Typically, teams with one of the best rushing quarterbacks do not have a viable RB1. Miles Sanders is the de facto RB1 in Philly, but again, like I've talked about in earlier episodes, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, they should have their roles. And even then, Hurts is the main rushing threat. They added A.J. Brown. Maybe they want to pass more. Certainly looks like that. Either way, the carries, the targets, they don't really add up here. I'm not, I love Sanders as a player, just like I love Burks, but I'm out on Sanders this week. At least. Wait and see. We gotta wait and see. The last player to watch and keep on your bench is another guy who, man, I love. And I hate saying this about him. I loved him out of Kansas State. I have it in my notes. I've tweeted about it saying I thought he'd be the next Antonio Brown. Didn't quite get there, but he was still pretty darn good. That's Tyler Lockett. And the reason? You're a wide receiver, too, on a team that should be run heavy. Could Seattle be slinging the ball? Sure, but do we really expect Geno Smith and or Drew Locke to make Tyler Lockett look good? The chances are slim to none. I love Lockett. Metcalf is a better start, and even then, I'm not over the moon about starting Metcalf, simply because, again, it's a tough matchup. If he quarterback situation, Metcalf is more of a possession receiver. Lockett is a downfield stretcher. We know that because one week he would drop 30 points, and another week he dropped two. I think this season we'll see a lot more performances closer to those two-point games, and it pains me. But until we know what the Seattle offense is capable of, and it may not be a lot, Lockett is a guy who should remain on your bench. So I know I said I had five players who I probably wouldn't start. I just realized that Cam Akers was one of them, so it's actually four. Sorry to shortchange you. Look, I like stating the obvious. I'm not a guy who's going to gloss over something ridiculous and try to cover the wool over your eyes. Is that the saying? I don't know. I'm just talking to myself here. Here's what I do know. Like I said at the top of the show, I have a new role. Very excited about This is the best thing that's could have ever happened to me. I've been having a lot of fun. It's a lot of work over at the 33rd team. If you don't follow them already... On Twitter, it is the 
33RD Team FB. So the 33rd Team FB. Follow them. Follow them on Instagram, TikTok. Go check out the site. I'm part of the people building out the fantasy betting DFS portion of the site, especially from a multimedia perspective. What that means for you is you may not be getting a lot of direct content from me. I do not have an official plan for the podcast yet. This was me seeing I had like 20 minutes and I had some thoughts on some quick players that I jotted down and I'm recording it and putting into a podcast. I hope I can keep this up weekly. I'm going to try to. Maybe there are bigger plans in the future for the podcast. Don't know. I know there's definitely bigger plans for me, whether it's with the 33rd team or beyond. And again, I have a really good feeling about this job so we'll see what happens i'm not saying this podcast is over i'm going to try to keep recording once a week whether it brings on guests or how much preparation i put into it it might get shortchanged a little bit honestly but i will still be available on all my social media accounts at zach cohen fb again if you want to tail me with these picks come on i was four for five last week that should earn some credit right I'm bound to get uh, at least one right this week. I hit Josh Allen. I'm sure I'm going to get the Tom Brady one too. So prize picks, sign up, deposit, code ZCohen. That's all for week one. Good luck. I will hopefully be going live on TikTok on Sunday. Hit me up on social media anywhere you can for more questions. And again, thanks for listening. And follow this show if you don't for some reason. Come on. The Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.